Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. The Last Kids on Earth and their superhero alter egos are back in the latest installment of the graphic novel spinoff series, The Last Comics on Earth, Too Many Villains. Jack, June, Quint, and Dirk face their biggest challenge yet, creating the sequel to their hit graphic novel in a mad dash, puzzle-filled race across Apocalyptia to stop the biggest evil plan in history. Hey, you know what the creators of Last Comics on Earth's evil plan is? Make me and my kids love these books. Seriously, my younger kid is a huge fan of both the Last Kid series and the Last Comic series. It's true. And now I'm hooked too. The whole team has created a delightful cast of characters with some fantastic kid-friendly art throughout that will appeal to readers of all ages. Buy your copy of The Last Comics on Earth in stores today. You can also visit lastkidsonearth.com to learn more. This is a podcast from Minute Media. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Stack. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And this is The Stack, a Woo-hoo! comic book review stack where we review comics that are in a stack, and then we stack them on top of each other, and the highest one at the top of the stack wins. And I don't know if you ever defined it, but a stack is a pile of comics. Oh. Like, uh, like in the, perhaps in the order you read them, perhaps in the reverse order that you read Ooh. them. Mm-hmm. I yeah, always we- do that. I put my comics in a stack, and then I reach to the bottom, and it's like a Jenga. Uh, We've talked about this before, but I definitely like, I like to save my favorite for the last read. Yeah. I'm the opposite. Give me the give me the news first. Oh man, then, then you're not you going to the finish. Then you're not going to finish though. I finished them. Well, you don't finish them. It's not like a meal. No, but I'm saying you save the best for last. That way you you work your way through it. No. I like to read them in a random order in a cold panic because I don't have enough time before we record the show. Yeah, wow. you read the comics on uh, speed and a half, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I skip every panel. <laughs> Scott McCloud set that up in his book. Yeah, he was that, like, <laughs> understanding comics was like read them fast and pay little attention. Attention. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I read Misunderstanding Comics. <laughs> oh, by P? <laughs> yeah, by no, P. Yeah. LePage? It's a good almost book. Now, <laughs> let's almost... kick it off with a book that you definitely have to pay attention to. Powers of X, number one. This is the second part of the House of X, Powers of X, X-Men relaunch by Jonathan Hickman and company. The first issue, which was House of X, gave us a bold new world where it's seemingly Charles Xavier had brought the mutant race, put them on Krakoa, not like you guys insisted oh last week. Crap Real, I saw you on Twitter like shitting on us about this. I was like, come on, let it go. Hey, it wasn't on Twitter, okay? It was oh. in the Patreon Slack, you okay. asshole. Either oh. way, that's still, that's even on, that's like our family. Oh, you were on me. You were on me, okay? <laughs> I know what I'm talking about, okay? okay? Yeah. Okay? Uh, Carry on, you pillar of correctness. <laughs> well, anyway, we found out about this uh, new generation, this new take on the mutant race. They're all living together on Krakoa. They're making some deals with humans. They've been pushing around their authority, like the authority of the comic book. Uh, and here we get a vision of the future and the past of what's going on to further flesh out what's happening in the world to the X-Men. How did you feel about this issue? 
I love this. This is great. There's so much information. Mm-hmm. Um, I, almost too much. I will say, yes, it's very chatty. And I, I'm assuming this is um, for the first of these two series that are one series, as Mr. Hickman says, um, that uh, after we move into the main X books, it'll be less of this, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, but as far as fleshing it out, like, I'm so interested in this world, like four different time periods. Um, it's like... Uh, N, N plus 10, N plus 100, N plus 1,000 or something like that. Yeah, it's uh, somebody, I'm not going to take credit for this because many people cut onto this, but powers of X, powers of 10. That's very That's good. what it is. Yeah. There you go. Uh, and I think this this uh, issue answered your question, um, mm-hmm. I think, from last week where you were like, who are these two people being born out of those pods? Wait, what do you mean? I think that's Adam and Eve that we see at the very end. Oh, okay. I think that's, to me, my X-Men... Those are humans, the first humans being that he's re- reinvigorating. Oh, okay. All right. I don't know if I necessarily read it that way. Isn't um, that an interesting way? Like that he's Potentially saying, that the, everything is circular. Yeah. And that so, would be very Hickman. Very Hickman. Love that dude circle. loves circles, He dude. loves them. And if, if Charles Xavier is bringing about the reemergence of Homo sapien in that la- the beginning sure. of the first panel of that, I thought that was uh, perhaps an okay. interesting take. All right, I could I could potentially see that. I yeah. Once you get on board, Mister Correct, <laughs> huh? can't, can't give this guy a meal. What I liked about this issue is the conflict is a lot clearer uh, than the first one, and I don't say that in a bad way for House of X. But we talked a lot about how it's murky. Is Charles Xavier bad? What exactly is going on yeah. here? Here, the lines are a little more clearly drawn, even though it's arguable, I guess. But from a human perspective, from a fan of the X Men perspective, it's clearly clear that. That Nimrod and the machines are rising up. They're wiping out humanity, wiping out mutant kind, while in their own seemingly magnanimous may saying, oh, we're going to preserve remnants. We've preserved the memories yeah. of mutants. We preserved a couple of humans and Adam and Eve in this a park, in the zoo, if you will. But clearly, that's bad. Uh, there's also a lot of information in there about Mr. Sinister and how that uh, their deals with him goes wrong, which I think is great. Yep. Um, to your point about the information, this one was even more of an info dump than the last one. Yeah. But I do think we're going to see some of that stuff. Yeah, so, definitely. like, they're setting it up in the text, but then we're going to flash back and actually see what We happened. see a bunch of Mr. Sinister's um, bred mutants in the N plus 100 timeline. Um, I got to see what's underneath Charles Xavier's X hat. Uh, what's what's yeah. the, with that face? Does he have hair? Is he going to have a big puff of hair? Yeah. Who do, what do we know? We don't know. Yes, Pete. Okay, I got a lot of questions. First off, what's the difference between this book and the other one? I make this look good. Next question. Uh, nice. Uh, there, there are two books that are one. Uh, so that means there's two separate series. Uh, if I had to break it down, I would say it's it two different... It seems like it's the fucking same story, just <laughs> retold again no, in case it, you missed it. No, it's broken down into different time timelines. So this is sort of a broader look right, at the so his, history. Right, so they took this idea and then said, let's make it more confusing by fast-forwarding it a bunch of years and, fa- and going back a bunch of but years. But that's pretty typically X-Men, right? Like they're, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, they're really setting, follow. Hold on. They're set, you ask a question. Do you want the actual answer? Well, I'm so just trying to House talk. House of X is the House of Xavier. <laughs> it's focusing on Charles Xavier right now and what is happening with the X-Men. Now, is this Helmet Xavier? Yes, Helmet Xavier. And then Powers of X is showing us different points in the timeline flashing forward to show the end results of this path that Charles Xavier is taking the mutant race on. So, and, And what I like about this 
is we are always led to think, okay, we're following the heroes. We're going to see what they do. We want them to be successful. Jonathan Hickman has already told us, nope, they're going to fail. They're going to completely fail, and it's going to go horribly, horribly wrong. And I think that's exciting. Now, it doesn't bother you that they're fast-forwarding time in in a comic that we all know has to reset when it's fucking done. So this fast forward to the future isn't real. It's just well, in- this is well, this is his story, and his story is going to be going for a while. Yeah, like this is generally why I don't read comics because they keep recycling the same trash, and I prefer cinema personally. What Ooh, the fuck? What an is interesting that? quality. Uh, yeah, have you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Ah, uh, that's a movie. Support original movies. That's what I like to say on this. You podcast. would like Pulp Fiction because they jump around in time a lot. Oh, I do love that. Do they dance? I think so. Problem- Do they talk about cheeseburgers at any point? Yeah, yeah. And when I say cinema, I've only seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's the only movie I've it seen. It seems like Pete, this always happens in comics. That's why you got to concentrate on the story that you're reading right now, right? I'm you, aware that this always happens yeah, in comics. But it doesn't mean it has to be. It bothers. It's great. It, it doesn't mean it's a great it's thing about fucking comic books. It's interesting to me that you are scared of what's going to happen in the future while you're reading a comic book that's all about how you should be afraid of the future. Okay. Also, do we get to meet any characters <laughs> that don't suck balls, or is it just going to be a bunch of assholes the whole time? No, they're all going to suck are, balls and be assholes. They are they're, all assholes, I'm afraid. Well, it seems like it is. You Fucking see Nimrod is not Wolverine. a cool character. Wolverine's yeah. there? We see Nimrod's the villain, idiot. Yeah. He's a I, bad guy. First off, don't fucking call right, me an idiot. I'm sorry. That was, that was rude. Secondly, I know that, that he's a fucking villain because it's very obvious. But that doesn't mean he's a good character. His fucking name is Nimrod. Um, that means he's stupid. Whatever. My point is that this. so far I've read two books, and I'm not excited about anything that's happening. What about the new girl who has a sword? She's got a colossus that, arm. That Metal. part was cool. Sweet. That no. part was cool. Yeah. I think there's going to be more and more of that. He's setting the table. We're going to see more and more action, more and more uh, characters we know. And That doesn't sound like Hickman's style, though. No, but he's a storyteller as well. We're going to get a lot of like standalone issues. If you go back and look at his Fantastic Four run and his Avengers run, it was a lot of like big ideas, but there are also great uh, Yeah, but that Fantastic that. Four run was very heady and not very enjoyable. I mean, it is going to be heady. Yeah. But you know what cool. else it is? You know How long is he going to be writing this you book? You know what's in your Forever. head? Forever. Great. You know the rest in, of your natural life. You know awesome. what's in your head, Pete? Your brain. <laughs> you know what else is in your head? Your face. Oh, <laughs> I don't think that's true. That is true. <laughs> House of Head, Powers of Face. All right. <laughs> now, there's some Did names. you have any other questions? That's some names I you think, can get behind. I think we covered it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I love this. I'm going to keep reading. Cool. Sorry that got so heated, everybody listening out there. Clearly, we feel very passionate about this comic book. Let's move on to another one from DC Comics, The Batman Who Lasts, number seven. This is wrapping up the epic miniseries from Scott Snyder and Jock. We've been loving every issue of this. It's been very dark as Batman has slowly been taken over by his Joker, Batman Who Laughs, nature. He's been battling the dark multiverse, Batman Who Laughs, and a couple of other evil Batman, and all of Gotham and perhaps the world is about to fall as we enter this issue. How do you feel it wrapped up? How'd you feel about the miniseries as a whole? Pete? I thought this was uh, really well done. Like, this really took a lot of weird fucking turns for Batman, but I feel like it really paid off nicely, and uh, I was really impressed with how it went down. And we learned it's our Batman. Yeah. And he figured it out. 
Wait, what do you mean? Uh, we were talking about how this book got went so far and got so dark, it felt like it wasn't the main continuity of Batman. Oh, right. Yes, I remember you were theorizing about that, um, right? And then it turns out it was. Um, yeah. So I thought that was cool. I love the Jim Gordon and his son um, oh, James man. stuff. I know you like him, too. Yeah. Um, and Very touching stuff. Scott Snyder's so good at sort of commenting on what Batman is in very different ways in each of his books. And he does another, the last like four pages of it were just great. And it was a nice kind of shout out to the detective run he did where they also had a little focus on James Gordon and his son's relationship. Yeah, this uh, issue is very good. One of my favorite things that they did in here is they had a little bit of a secret, not so secret thing. I assume most people picked up on this, but in case not, uh, throughout the book, as Batman was talking and being taken over by the Batman who laughs, there's little red letters in there and they spell out a code of sub things that he's saying. And at the end, when Batman has ostensibly been cured of the Batman who laughs virus, and he's like, wow, I can't believe it. I guess it left. The red letters spell out, I believe, I'm still here, ha ha. Yeah. So there's still that opportunity to bring out the Batman who laughs in Batman, which is pretty good. And of course, uh, spoiler, but it ends on a big cliffhanger where Jim Gordon has been taken over by the Batman who laughs virus, and that's going to lead directly into Batman Superman number one. I thought that was cool to see yeah. that it has uh, uh, setting up another issue. It's good that there's well, a little bit of a laugh in Batman. Uh, he needs to laugh. No, yeah. definitely doesn't. Uh, but the art really, Jock on Art is just phenomenal. Cool. And especially with this story, it was the perfect amount of Twisted that really fit his artwork, I thought. I feel like some 90s Jay Lee a little bit leaking uh-huh. in here. Uh-huh. Oh, art, interesting. Art uh, yeah, normally cool. you would think a Jock wouldn't be good for comic books. In this case, he is. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, but and actually, Jock's um, arch enemy nerd is playing on the uh, New York Giants this season. Oh, that's pretty sweet. <laughs> Let's move on to one of our favorite comic books here: Image Comics Ice Cream Man number thirteen. I when I flipped to the first page of this book, I literally out loud said, "Oh shit!" <laughs> because this book is built like a palindrome. Did you it do both? Did you read it both ways? I don't th- I don't think you have you to. You don't need to. You don't have to. Right. I was just I was asking. Yeah, no, I so it's a palindrome. You can read it backwards or forwards. You could read it either way from the back cover or the front cover and it works either way. Uh, but it actually does tell the same story forwards and reverse. So reading through it, I thought, okay, I'm very excited to read this backwards again. But it turns out you don't quite have to do that if you don't want yeah. to. Yeah, uh, when you first are thinking about it, it's like, oh, I have to read it backwards. But no, it's actually a complete palindrome, not just half right. of a palindrome. Um, I I thought this was so good. Uh. This comic is is horrifying, but it's also just like it's breaking the form. Like, uh, what other book could ever do something like this? And this did it in a way that. It was. It's not like re- reading the back, the front half in reverse, and the back half wasn't boring. It was like recontextualizing the whole thing. It was so smartly done. Scary, also like commenting on like life and death and, and all this. Sad, shit. super as well. sad. One thing that I don't think we've talked a lot about with the series is how deeply it uh, dives into the characters' emotions. Like even when you're dealing with horrific situations and terrifying looking dead animals and characters and other things. This is really about a man who lost his partner and descends into the depths of hell because of it. And even when he pulls himself out, he's not completely out. He's going to be doomed to repeat the same thing over and over and over. But think about it. Like how maybe all palindromes are sad, like race car. Oh, I get halfway through that. Kills me. What is happening here? Also, uh, what's very interesting is we don't spend a lot of time on the main character. 
yeah. the main characters in this book. Like, we get all these tangent, like, I don't know other books that can go away from the kind of main story or the main characters as much as this comic does. Yeah, we got to I mean, meet a bunch of dumb mud. And senile felines. Yeah, I yeah. love that section. So Me when he too. gets to the bottom or close to the bottom, he uh, encounters a couple of horrific palindromes. Great. Yeah. Absolutely great. And they talk as palindromes as well. Yeah. Loved it. Such, such a brilliantly structured single issue. Yeah, absolutely. So good. It's like a man, a plan, a canal, Panama. I get it. Next one to talk about this is from Archie Comics, Riverdale, season three, number five. This is actually the last issue of the series, it turns out, I guess because there's a new season of Riverdale coming huh, up. Oh, weird. Checks out. Yeah. Uh, so we get two stories here. One of them focuses on Josie and Archie as Archie gets Josie out of the funk that she's been in for a while. Oh, and the second story focuses on the River Vixens as they get trapped outside of town. Uh, I've really been enjoying this title. I think yeah. we've all been enjoying this title. Uh, how'd you feel it wrapped up? I thought it was great. Uh, the first issue, uh, the first story, um, really the reveal at the very end of it, I thought was great and like sort of horrifying in a good way. Uh, the, the Josie story, we find out yeah. at the end, spoiler. That, yeah, don't, oh, don't. Okay, I won't say it. No, it's okay. We can. Uh, it's out. That her dad didn't send her a uh, recommendation letter to yeah, Julia. That's, yeah. that's really messed up. Sad. Very fucked up. Also, shout out to Parkside Lounge, where, yeah! she, where she sings a uh, bar venue. I go there a I, bunch. I, for one, have performed a lot of improv yeah. shows like 10 to 12 years ago. Yeah. Uh, it, it was Parkside boy. Lounge, that was kind of exciting. It's funny to imagine someone being nervous to perform at Parkside Lounge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, but hey, that's, that's one of the funny things I think about Josie in the book is she's a big deal in Riverdale. Uh, yeah. book and show. She's a big deal in Riverdale, but nobody knows her, and she hasn't performed anywhere, and uh, performing in New York is a big deal. So That's right. I know. Uh, I thought this was uh, really sweet and really kind of also touched upon what's happening in the show in a nice way, uh, where her father isn't really on board with her career, which is weird, and they kind of really totally kept that. It was nice to see Archie not be the dumb asshole and kind of be a nice, good boyfriend for a change. The irregular asshole. Well, he wasn't an asshole in this oh, issue. Oh, just a dumb, nice guy. He was just a nice guy in this issue. Gotcha. Also, uh, a little shout-out to Sylvia's. That was great in the Apollo Theater. That was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the second story, uh, Also, uh, what I like about this is... For me, uh, I haven't really connected to the old school Archie shit, so this is all focusing on the TV show, which is the new school stuff, and I'm very much enjoying how well they're bringing those characters to the comic book. You got to go uptown, dude. They're bumping that old school Archie shit all the time. <laughs> cool. On the streets. That's true. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Those, uh, and the digests. second story is fun as well, focusing on the River Vixens. In particular, I think McCall Osto, <clears throat> the writer, does a good job of capturing Cheryl and Tony. Their relationship is yeah. a lot of fun. I enjoyed this book quite a bit. Yeah, it's great. Huge win. Huge, huge win. Huge I do victory. hope they do a Riverdale season four throughout the season because it's fun to see these side stories that they don't necessarily get to. Mm -hmm. Next one to talk about. This is coming out August 14th from Dark Horse Comics. No spoilers. Strayed. Now, this is a book about a cat in space who can astral project itself and how various people and factions are vying to use this magical cat. Yeah. Uh, I thought this... You could just say it's about cats, because we all know cats are magical. 
Sure. Yeah. Tell you what, uh, scrub the last bit from your brains, everybody. There's this new book, Strayed. It's about cats. That's yeah. all you need to know. Yeah, exactly. it's about the it's the comic book adaptation of the movie trailer based on the Broadway show Cats. Pretty good. What did you guys think about this book? This is like um, pornography for cat lovers. What? <laughs> right? What? Not sex pornography, but more like oh, okay. I'm a cat lover and I'm finally getting to experience that in comic book form. Oh, okay. I don't know why you use the word pornography. It's like yeah. a what? like if you're, you're just saying because there's a cat in it. No, because it's a very it's a cat lovers it's a cat lovers book. There's it's a lot a of like it's a note to cats. There's a lot of panels where the cat's just like doing cat stuff. Yeah. Uh huh. So yeah, yeah, I thought I, it was good. I think it's and a the very, art was actually really great. I yeah, guess. the the art's great. This is a creative, different story. Uh, I, I thought this was a solid first issue that gets you excited for it. It reminded me quite a bit of We Three without being derivative, uh, if you guys have never read because that. Because of animals. Because of animals, but also the way the cat talked. I see. And sci-fi with animals and all Spoiler, that. Spoiler, cats yeah. talking. That's Jesus. Yeah. <sighs> Saying you can't do spoilers doesn't mean you can't say anything about the book. Pete. Oh, I don't know, man. Okay, spoiler. It's picky. Don't, don't reveal how many staples held this Let's book together. Let's move on to one of Pete's <laughs> favorite characters. This is from Marvel Comics. Death's Head, number one. This is a reboot of the classic robot bounty hunter. Here's a, Everybody here's a cool, loves. Everybody loves. Death's yes. Head. Everybody loves him. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's what he says a lot. What yeah. did you think about this, Pete? I think this was great. It, it kind of gave you a nice feel of the old school Death's Head while also bringing it forward in time. Uh, yeah, I think this does a good job of kind of setting things up, give you a little twist at the end. I love it, but I'm also a sucker for Death's Head. So, uh, yeah, this is definitely in my wheelhouse. I very much enjoyed the art and felt like it was a great story and fun. This is a fun, weird story. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we see um, Death's Head is... Um, he's a uh, an amplifier yeah, for a rock amp- band, for a, a metal band, I guess, um, well, for a if while. You're, if you're like a metal band and you see like a robot that's also an amp, you're going to buy that, dude. Yeah. Um, and he uh, he gets in trouble for being behind on his bounty hunter payments. And what I really loved about it is we could see Warlock and Hulkling in this. Wiccan and Hulkling. Or sorry, Wiccan and uh, Hulkling. Also, Wiccan has a new name that I think I missed at some point. It was in there and I don't remember it either. Right. But, uh, but yeah. Uh, I love those characters, and they've been sort of off the map a little bit. So to see them back, sort of separate from everybody, it made this story like surprising and unique in a way I didn't see coming. Yeah, I really enjoyed this a lot, too. I think this is going to be really <laughs> an interesting ride to take yeah. as it goes. Exactly. There Just you go. Guys, welcome to Death's Head, all right? <laughs> yeah, wow, Mr. Death's Head over here. Yeah. Moving on to an image comic book, The Beauty, number 28. This takes place in a world where folks get an STD, but it's a good STD where it turns you super beautiful until it isn't because you spontaneously combust. Uh, but they don't know that for a little while. There's the this- twist. Am I right? Well, yeah. but, uh, Sounds a lot like the real world. Oh, man. Because beautiful people blow up That's on right. Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. So we've talked about this book on and off. I've really enjoyed it. It's gone through so many different iterations from an initial conspiracy book about where this disease came from, the beauty, to becoming a crime book that was set in the world of the beauty, to telling a bunch of one off stories. This is one of those one off stories focusing on an actor who has the beauty who's very low level going on auditions uh, until there is a Twilight Zone type twist at the end. Uh, I liked this issue quite a bit. This was fun. Uh, it was all right. I mean, I didn't like the fact that he had to have sex with people to survive. You know, that was a little, that was a little 
how you were sad for him? How do you make enough money to do this podcast, Pete? Uh, we all have I, sex with people to survive. Yeah, really? Sometimes the same people. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> that, this got weird. Fast. Do you want to ask more questions? No. Any follow up questions? I hope we any? have time for one more follow up question. <laughs> Just one. Uh, Pete, any follow up questions? <laughs> no. No. no? Okay. Yeah. That's I'm weird. sorry that you guys have to have sex. We really with you. opened the door to one particular question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry you're forced to have sex. You know I... what? Let's offline about this. <laughs> that sounds good. You know, it's weird. We are comic book journalists, so it feels like Pete should follow up in some way. But, exactly. Uh, well, I, and this is the most we important. We are not journalists. This is the most important comic book question of the week. <laughs> we are not journalists. So your problem with this book is that he had to have sex with old people to make money. Well, my I wouldn't pro- say, I wouldn't say it's a, yeah, they are old, yeah. but like I didn't, I, I just, uh, that was just <laughs> okay. a kind of a sad part of his story Ageism. that to survive, he has to resort to, you know, yeah. you know, that's, but I mean, I think the point of it in the story was that it was sad and that he yeah. wished he was a successful actor. Right. Me too. I was just, you too was, wish you were a successful actor. No, no, no. He no, was saying me too, like was, hashtag oh, me was, too. Oh, oh, my God. He likes to throw that out in every once in a while. You do slide it in in the darndest places. <laughs> that is a weird thing to say. Uh, true. Well, this is conversation's a little uh, yeah, yeah. charged. I think we should yeah, yeah, move on. It, we probably should. Pick up the beauty number 28. I like it's the series a lot. Good. Last one and we're we do have talk one time for one more question. Pete? Uh, Before we get to Batman, the last... let's talk about Batman. Sure, Batman. Last night on Earth, number two. This is another Scott Snyder joint, but this is taking Batman, flinging him to the far future. He is seemingly a cloned version of Batman who has survived. In the maybe present, he's been exploring a mystery where a younger version of him was found dead in Crime Alley. Uh, Boy version. And now we've gone far to the future to a dystopian, beyond dystopian future where the entire world has been ruined. The flashes are going around in a speed storm that ages or youngifies people very quickly. The specter has been blown apart. Everything that you can imagine that is ruined has been ruined. And Batman is on an epic quest to try and figure out how to repair the world. Meanwhile, they also have Joker's head. Joker in a jar. Joker Joker. in a jar. Uh, Operation. Uh, uh, (laughs) Water on the knee. (laughs) There's also a character named Omega, who seems to be the big villain of the series, who has imposed a new type of order on Gotham City. We don't know who it is, but as of this issue, Batman, like us, the reader, is suspecting maybe this is another Batman. How'd you feel about the second issue? This was really uh, intense and amazing. The art's fantastic. It's a this is a big book. There's a lot that happens in this book. Yes, the whole River Sticks thing with Wonder Woman was bananas and great. Yeah, uh, the Bane with like Scarecrow on his back was just amazing. Very cool. Uh, yeah, I love this book. I think this is great. Uh, this is such good. Crazy storytelling in combination of Snyder and Capullo. So many great ideas. It's great to see um, Scott Snyder really blow his ideas out. He's like, well, my run on Batman's over for now, but let me just like extrapolate a bunch of the ideas that I had in my main series, get my man Greg Capullo to draw them, and just have a great, rich uh, standalone series. Let me throw a theory by you guys, which may have been emphasized in particular by the River Stick sequence. Do you think? This whole book is just Batman is dead and he's descending into hell or heaven and it's a Dante's oh, Inferno type thing. Interesting. Because he does seem to go to these different levels as he travels. Yeah. He's encountering 
everybody that he's ever known throughout his life. Um, I don't know. At the very least, there seems to be some sort of riff on that going on here. I'm not sure if Batman is permanently dead or not. But the the whole like that group shot of everybody on the like on the little uh, you know by the water river sticks was like really kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, it's great they got everybody together for that family picture. Yeah. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, last night on Earth, and maybe Batman's like dying right here, and he's descending through to right. uh, maybe he'll be like revived at the very end or something like that. Yeah, the maybe. whole Lex Luthor thing was really fucked up too. Yeah, he's it's creepy. Cre- that dude's yeah. creepy. It's Overall, creepy. this is just a super creative book. There's lots of great stuff going on here, as you mentioned. Greg Capullo's visuals are phenomenal. Just yeah. so big. The art so alone is worth picking this up. It's fantastic. Uh, and it's a great package, so definitely pick it up. If you would like to support us, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on down. We'll chat with you about comics. Pete, what do you want to plug? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Check us out at comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and more. You can subscribe on iTunes Android, Stitcher, Spotify. Now, before we go, one other thing that we're going to do, which we started doing as of last episode, is read some iTunes comments that you guys have left us. If you would like to leave a comment on iTunes, we will read it here on the show if you would like. Totally up to you. Yeah, we got to spread the word. Yeah, uh, here we go. Okay, this is the first one. Do we want to do this in a round? Do we want to do... Go for it. Just read it? You read it, and we will comment. Ooh, that sounds good. Okay, this is from Empire 2. Great comic book podcast. Funny and informative. Check them out. Thank you, Empire That's really nice. Wow. And uh, well, why, what else would you need to say? Uh, well, Edge9000X says, these guys are great. Give them a listen. Okay. Hi, edge, listen. take it to the edge. Great. Um, I love this. Five, uh, five positive comments in a row. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's another one. Uh, this is another positive comment. Uh, this is from Erin Blur, uh, who I believe might be one of our Patreon supporters. Just throwing yep. that out there. She says, my husband and I go to the live show every week. These guys have been doing this show for a long time, and it's the most fun. Comic books, laughs, tears, surprise quizzes hidden everywhere. Awesome guests. I definitely started reading more comics since listening. They recommended so many things I wouldn't otherwise have thought to check out. They also do a ton of podcasts covering lots of TV shows based on comics, and those are absolutely worth listening to as well. Wow. Great. Oh, what great. a comment. Well, it's all up, up, up from here. Oh, here's uh, one more. Okay, good. good. This one, one. I mean, you always save the best for last, cool. as we learned based on our So sex. this is a, a four out of five star review, so that's Ooh. still pretty good. That's, that's pretty good. Just pretty one good. star down. Uh, uh, needs to do two podcasts, it says. Huh. Uh, Logan1229. I love the stack and hate the live show. Holy what? shit. Oh, well, man. I will mention, I did leave this in because you guys uh, complained we were too positive last week. Yeah. So here's one that Give us rips the real us shit. to fucking yeah. pieces. Give us the real shit. Uh, love the stack, hate the live show. I wish they would be in two separate podcasts so I could subscribe to just the stack. Guys have great chemistry and have been a fan since the old YouTube videos. My go-to for comic reviews. Uh, Logan, thank you very much. And uh, I think, yes, we obviously not not completely positive right at the beginning. Well, I'm very curious what Logan doesn't like about the live show. Yeah. yeah. Logan, give us the, and the... Obviously, you're listening to this one, so give us the straight dope. Well, the other thing is I would ask our listeners, and also you guys, because you have a little bit of input here... <laughs> Should we separate the stack and the live show into two feeds? What do you mean, a little bit of input? 
Just a little bit. Yeah, just a little well, bit. It's mainly... What, we got to talk to the board? No, nah, I'm talking directly to the fads, yo. <laughs> oh, I see. I th- you pointed at us like, you two have a little bit of input. I'm like, get the fuck out, we do. This is a almost equal stake. Yeah, almost. That's right. Yeah, man. It's 40... Uh, 2020. Wow. <laughs> so good. Wow. Yeah. Quick, Maui. Human calculator over here. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that adds up. <laughs> Pillar of correctness and human calculator. The fans are 20% as well. Oh, okay. There you go. Yeah, you guys have Way to cover <laughs> that last 20 there. <laughs> I can't do bad. Uh, well, but seriously, let us know what you think, guys. Should we separate the stack and the, the live show into two separate feeds? Also, as Justin said, Logan, let us know what you don't like about the live show. We've been doing it the exact same way for 13 years. So we're definitely open to change, I think. Yeah, let's freshen it up. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys want to see? Do you want it to be a dead show? <laughs> no. Uh, Logan's not going to like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Logan will like that. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. As mentioned, all of the places you can subscribe, please do and comment on iTunes, and we'll check them out on this show. And we'll see you at the comic book shop. And we have time for just one more question. Pete, you got to see you at the comic book shop. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>